It's been a joyous day. Uh, this is the second run for our Christmas Eve service that we're doing here at Ladder Hope. And we're okay. It was good. The first one, obviously, was uh, at 4 o'clock, and now we have our evening evening. Uh, I, I, I congratulate you, those of you that made the decision to come at 7.30. Uh, let me tell you why. All of you there would not have been there. You know why? Because at 4 o'clock, the sun was hitting this section. Nobody could see a thing. We're never here at that time. So we didn't know what was going to happen. Now, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to open them to the Gospel of John. Gospel of John. That is the. How many Gospels are there? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. But you know what? I sometimes like to think that you could add another Gospel. Not in the Bible, of course, but the gospel according to Beverly Pierce. And that would tell us how Jesus encountered Beverly Pierce. And that gospel would tell us Beverly Pierce's response to Jesus and all the things that Jesus has done for Beverly. Right, Miss Larson? You too? That would be the gospel of Beverly Pierce and Beverly Larson. Michaela would have to write a different one. But yeah, the gospel is for, but all four are for us so that we can grow and we can get to know Jesus a lot better. So, but let me get to the text. John chapter 1, and I'm going to read the first five verses. Uh, would you allow me to, to sometimes skip? Uh, I, I'm going to do something. I'm going to use a different word that is in here because it is in the original Greek. Okay, but it's not in English. So I'm going to be, in the beginning was the verb, word, verb, the active word. In the beginning was the verb, and the verb was with God, and the verb was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not and cannot overcome it. This is the word of the Lord. The idea of, of, of me changing that little word, the verb, is very simple. It's because in the original languages, in the Greek, you actually have uh, the translation is the verb. It's not the word. And Spanish translations have it. Other languages actually have that straight translation as the word, the active word, meaning the verb. So therefore, uh, God is active. It's not just the word. It's God in action. And what that text describes is that God is in action. And that action of God is summarized in this following words. In hope, in love, in joy, and peace. And we have those four words because we were celebrating Advent. Advent means the coming of God, coming. And every, every Sunday before, we had one of these candles was lit. And that's called the tradition of the Advent wreath. But are these just words that we just remember every 12 months? And we just sing about them and we just talk about them. And then we forget about them for the rest of the year. However, they are not. They are values. They are, they are treasures 
once we begin to unpack them and discover what they really mean according to the sender of the gift, which is God. Now, we've been talking about this series of Season of Lights. We have so many lights that we have in the seasons, and we have here all these beautiful lights today to illustrate that Jesus is the light of the world. But we've been studying, and the main text that, that, that we've been studying the last month is that, that one that's up there, John 1, 5, and it says, The light shines in the darkness. Light shines in the darkness. Is that true? When we're in the darkness and we just put a flashlight, uh, we don't even use flashlights. We, have, we use our what? I love it, yeah. And, and when, I don't, when I'm home and I don't... I find my way with my cell phone. But when we even strike a, a match, we strike a match and what happens? The shadows dissipate. The darkness dissipate. And light comes into being. And that's what we're talking about. No matter how much darkness you may be experiencing in your life, no matter how much shadows you may be experiencing in your life, whether it be economical, whether it be in relationships, whether it be in health, it doesn't matter because light is always stronger than darkness. And that's one of the first things we learn, that light is more powerful than darkness. Would you agree with me on that point? Let me hear it. Do I have a witness for this one? Amen. Light is more powerful than darkness. Love is more powerful than hate. Patience is more powerful than hastiness. I'm learning that one, obviously. But we also discovered during the week that hope, during the month, that hope is more powerful than despair. Because the hope that we heard about is not the hope that we kind of hope so, like I hope so. That's not the hope that the Bible talks about. The hope that the Bible talks about is a hope that is confident, is confident, is sure, because it is not based on circumstances or us. It is based on God's faithfulness, on God's word, on God's trustworthiness, and the fact that God is not a human to lie, and he is the truth. So if God promises something, that gives us hope. And that hope then is certain. It's a sure hope that we have in our lives. And it's not just a mere wishful thinking. We also learned during the month that joy is very powerful because joy can take away any sadness. Joy can actually overrule our souls and be above and over our emotions. Joy can be, because it's powerful. What does the Bible say? The joy of the Lord is? What does it say? The joy of the Lord is? I don't hear it. The joy of the Lord is? Now we're together. Are you with me? Stay with me. Don't go away. Because we have to figure out how joy is more, is more powerful than sadness. You see, joy, again, is not based on our feelings. It's not based on circumstances. It's not based on any of that. Joy is based on our closeness, our connection with God. The closer we are to God, the more hope we have, the more assurance we have. And we can be joyful in spite of of issues in spite of anything because joy is a spiritual gift. It's not something that we make up. It's not something that we can fabricate. It depends on how close we are to God. Then we can experience the joy, the God kind of joy. We also learned a a few days ago that peace is more powerful than violence. We learned that peace is not running away from issues. We learned that peace is not avoiding issues. We learned that peace is not that beautiful beach in Miami where I hung out. No, it's not it. It is not there. 
Peace, the, the God kind of peace is the peace that God puts in your heart. It's the peace that God puts in your spirit. The scripture even says it is a peace that God gives us. And when Jesus gives us that peace, it is a peace that goes above any understanding. How can that be? You can be experiencing the most difficult situation and be peaceful if you have the peace of God, the kind that overrules all understanding. And that's the kind of peace that we should go for. Not the one that you have to pay a lot to get in that cruise and find. That's not what we're talking about. We also found out that there is love, and love is more powerful than what? Than hate. Would you agree with that? But yet we don't live it because we have those things that we save. You see, I have some issues here in my pocket with somebody that I don't want to give up. Because I feel comfortable being bitter. I feel comfortable being resentful. And I don't want to forgive that person because I was right. It doesn't have to do with whether you're right or wrong. It has to do with offering the gift of love, the grace of love. Because love is a coin with two sides. Did you know that? That love is a coin that has two sides? Uh, where's, tra- uh, where's Taylor? Tra- Taylor, you have your coin with love and forgiveness? Forgiveness and love. Would you come up here and show them? We did this here. And we learned that love and forgiveness is the same coin. Just one side is love. One side is forgiveness. You can't split them up because it loses its value. If you take love away from forgiveness and forgiveness away from love, it loses its value. So love and forgiveness, forgiveness and love, two things from above that now dwell in our hearts. Uh, You can buy one on your way out. Just joking. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. But this is what we discovered. Today, I want to talk very briefly about the light of the world. Because I'm not talking about the lights outside, you know, that we pay for. I'm not talking about the candles here. And I'm not talking about the light that we can get through the phone. That's not what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the light of the world. What is the light of the world? Who is the light of the world? Well, this guy who said he was the light of the world. You know, I had to make a decision a long time ago when I was a student in theology. And that decision was this one, that I was going to follow either somebody who was truthful, trustworthy, and real, or follow a nutcase. Follow a a, a real schizophrenic guy who listened to voices from heaven. That's a choice we have to make. Do we follow the Jesus of Scripture, or do we follow the Jesus of, of the mental health center? Because it could be both. Because this Jesus had the audacity to say, not that I bring the light of the world to you. That's not what he said. He didn't say, I have the light of the world for you. He didn't say that. He didn't say, I can provide, I can give you light, like some other uh, prophets say. This dude had the audacity to say, I am the light of the world. But he didn't stop there. He kept on saying, I am also the way. I am also the truth. I am also the life. He kept on saying things like that, that I am the resurrection. And he proved it by rising up Lazarus and rising up Tabitha. Oh, he was powerful because he did not have the light of the world for you. He did not offer the light of the world for you. He was the light of the world. But he was also the good shepherd. He was also the door for you to come into the kingdom of heaven. And he was also the bread of life. Tell me that somebody who knows who they are and they are divinely inspired to say stuff like that or they're crazy. You have to make that decision yourself. 
I think he was truthful. He's been truthful in my life. He's been faithful in my life. Has he been truthful and faithful in any of your lives? Do I hear an amen? Do I see some hands about God being faithful in your life? Therefore, he must know what he's doing. And every time he says, I am the light of the world. But you know what? I hear that idea of the world, Roy, and, and I get confused. Because the world is out there, right? It's very big. I only know a little bit of it. I come from the tiny island of Puerto Rico, and when I was a kid, I used to look at that map, that little speck of land in the ocean. That's where I'm from. But what's all this other stuff around here in the map? And that's when the bug bit. And I began to travel around the world because there was more to see. But that's not the light, you know, that's not what the world is, that Jesus is talking about. I get confused with that light concept. Let's see what Jesus kept saying, because he just didn't say, I am the light of the world. He says, he said, I am the light of the world, but whoever follows me will never walk in. Where? But will have light of life. Oh, now he's bringing it home. Is that the world out there? I sometimes like to think, Daniel, that when, when I hear, I am the light of the world, that he may be saying, I am the light of Daniel. I am the light of Jay. I am the light of Doris. I am the light of Bob, bro. He is our light. Own it. Don't leave him out there in the world, the light of the world. He is your light for your life, for our life. He also says, I kept on digging, and I stayed only in the gospel of John because if I went throughout other scriptures, we would hear all night. I know none of you have anything to do the rest of the night, but I do. <laughs> but Jesus says in John chapter 12, I have come as light. Look at that. To shine in this dark world. Oh, we know this world is dark, and we need that light. So that all who put their trust in me, who is that? All that puts their trust in me. Who is all? I'm going to be all. Are you all? Let me see your hands. Are we all? Are we part of that all? All who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Will no longer remain in the dark. That's Jesus. That's the light for you. That's why he came in a manger. You see, he came in this little tiny manger. One night, we don't know when, we just speak arbitrarily this date. It could be July, it could be anything, it doesn't matter what date it was. But do you know how many other kids were born that same night? Many. There were many other children born that same night. But the light shone on one of them. Because that one child who was born in this manger, stinky perhaps, cold, who knows. But it wasn't the well star or none of those environments. He was born there. And somehow his mother and the prophecies would say that out of that manger in Bethlehem, there would be a prophet. They would be mightier than the other ones. They would be the prince of peace. They would be the mighty God. They would be the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And he was going to walk the dusty roads of Palestine. And he was going to get his feet dirty. He was going to get his hands dirty. But he was going to do with those hands miracles. And he was going to heal the sick. 
and he was going to have the lame walk and he was going to revive those that died. He was going to give hope to the hopeless, love to the loveless, peace to the ones in anxiety and joy to those in sorrow. He is the light of the world. But to be the light of the world, he knew that one day he had to set his face unto Jerusalem and not look back. Because that baby that was born in that beautiful manger as we celebrate and romanticize so much this evening ended up on the cross. Ended up on the cross because he wanted to make sure that his light would be your light. So he took on our sin. He left it on the cross. And on that Easter morning, he rose again. Interestingly enough, the chapter 21 of John says in the Greek, early in the morning while it was still dark, Maria Magdalena was walking to the tomb. And when she meets her master, the writer says, as the light came up, Mary saw her master. Oh, people, we don't have to live in darkness. We have a God of hope. We don't have to be the people who live in darkness. We have a light, and that light is Jesus Christ. That light is in your heart, and that light is to burn and to burn and to burn. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can drive out darkness. Hate cannot be driven out by hate. Only love can drive out hate. Wars cannot be driven out by wars. Only peace can drive out wars. Sadness can never drive out sadness. Only God's kind of joy can transform your sadness into God's kind of joy. Hate will never win over love. Tell me the story in the cross and you'll see. Let us pray. We thank you, God, for your mighty presence. We thank you, God, for the beauty of the splendor of this evening. And we thank you, God, for the worship experience that we have. We ask you at this moment that as we listen to the music and the special music being sang this hour, we ask you, O Lord, to bless us, continue speaking to us, and don't leave us alone. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.